welcome to Conversations About Life. Thanks, Brian, for being a guest on my podcast. Yeah, well, thanks and, for having me. And um, so we know each other from being a part of the same church. And um, so I'm looking forward to getting to, to know you better and just kind of hearing, hearing a little bit of your story and so forth. So um, maybe just how would you introduce yourself? And we'll just start off that way, just kind of give an overview of like who you are. Okay. Uh, well, um, I'm Brian. Uh, what? You know, I'm 50, 51, and uh, uh, father of three, you know, husband of 20 some. Yeah, 22 years. So, um, uh, Christian, love the Lord. Uh, um, I'm an engineer. Um, yeah, so kind of in a nutshell, do like you know some physical activity. You know, I used to be pretty involved in weightlifting. I still enjoy that a little bit, but you know, mostly now, you know, just uh, enjoy going to parks and. Um, walking the dogs and riding the bikes with the boys so just enjoy uh, the family and doing stuff with them when I'm not working so yeah um, so you were involved what kind of weightlifting were you involved in were you like competing and things like that so mostly uh, in high school and college I mostly did that just because I enjoyed it uh, and I needed it as a background support for playing football but uh, played full contact in in high school all the way well, sophomore or freshman through senior and then um, in high school or in college I just played uh, flag football but but needed it for for training for that and so but I found that I enjoyed that more than football <laughs> so okay. so I did do some uh, competitions in high school some weightlifting competitions it was only a couple, you know, a handful, but but I enjoyed them. So yeah. Okay. And like weightlifting competitions, that's normally like the big three, like the uh, squat, deadlift, and bench press. Is that yeah, right. mainly what yeah. you competed in? Yeah, and bench press wasn't my strongest, but um, but the uh, power clean was. I was pretty. I was competitive in power clean. So. Oh, power clean. So that's a little more like uh, Olympic weightlifting then, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It, we didn't press. It wasn't clean and press. It was okay. just up to your neck, you know, so just bring it from the floor up to your okay. neck. Okay. So, yeah. So, yeah. So uh, I actually placed second in a competition we did down in Prairieville. So, yeah, oh, that was yeah. fun. Wow. Yeah. So is your, um, as far as personality-wise, um What's your? Are you more like? Uh, do you enjoy more introverted type of things, or are you more kind of uh, enjoy being out there and socializing type of things, or anything? Yeah. So yeah, I. So you know, I'm a typical engineer in some ways. Okay. I'm <laughs> more introverted and you know uh, maybe over analytical at times, uh, but that's one thing that the Lord has really changed in me over the years is, um, you know, this is my walk with the Lord. He has, um, moved me more from being introvert to being more outgoing. I I wouldn't say I'm, (laughs) I'm, I'm definitely not a, uh, extrovert, but I'm not as introverted as I once was. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. Um, uh, so I, uh, I have to work in social situations to kind of uh, gear myself up for, you know, groups of people. Mm-hmm. But um, but I um, do enjoy uh, getting to to know people, and, mm-hmm. and but I have to work at it. It's it's not something that comes easy for me. But um, yeah. but I'm not as as uh, standoffish as I used to, or, or as afraid of social interaction as I used to be. So. Right. 
So how did you get started in Christianity? Well, so uh, the Lord has kind of brought me along a, a long path, but uh, it kind of started when I was uh, when I was young. We were pretty much Easter and Christmas uh, attenders to church, and so uh, and then uh, and then kind of ever sporadically, so kind of Easter and Christmas Catholics and uh, kind of sporadic Lutheran growing up and uh, so I had a resemblance of the of what or I had some introduction to faith but had some I guess um, knew that the Lord was out there or knew that there was a God in some sense but I didn't really have a personal relationship with him so um, I had some friends of the family that that spent some time with us knew us well and um, introduced me to the Lord, and and from there, you know, God had just softened my heart and um, drew me closer to Him. Realized, you know, that I was a sinner and needed a Savior. And, um, was baptized um, in college, actually. After college, I was actually baptized, so I was 20-something, you know, when I was scripturally baptized. I mean, I, as a Catholic, I was baptized, you know, as an infant, but, but yeah, I wasn't, didn't make an official um, choice to follow the Lord until after college, so I was baptized then. So, so uh, kind of my walk of faith, he's... Um, I started as a Catholic, moved to uh, uh, Charismatic, and from there moved to um, to Reformed Baptist. So the Lord has kind of peeled off the scales of my eyes, if you will, or, or drawn me along in the path of uh, sanctification, you know, just um, over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what brought about just the awareness of your need for you know God and um, and the awareness of the gospel and so forth you know like you said that you got baptized in your college years was was it just through preaching or books or other people or um, really I guess that friend of the family you know, okay. I had had the privilege of having a close relationship with two Christians, two Christian men in my life outside of, you know, my circle of friends that I ran in, and they were both older, mature Christians in my life, and um, the one uh, took an interest in me and my family, and um, mentored mentored me as a as a as a friend, and. Um, he was a retired gentleman, but you know, took an interest in a college-age kid, and uh, really, you know, just spoke into my life, and was always, you know, kind of asking those probing questions, and you know, willing to do a Bible study with me and lead me to the Lord, and you know, just uh, in subtle, small ways. So, so I had the privilege of that relationship, and then I had. Uh, another gentleman that was 10, 15 years my senior at work that was a solid Christian as well and kind of the same thing just um, doing work life together and um, took an interest in me to to mentor me as a engineer but also as as a person as a Christian and and really started you know, just asking, you know, well, why are you doing that? Or, you know, or, you know, introducing me to Christian concepts and pushing my thinking. So, yeah, it was those two men who really made me start thinking about just life in general. And, mm-hmm. and um, 
were they more of the care in the charismatic uh, tradition? Is that kind of in that period of life? Is that where you were at, at that point? Yeah, though the one was, um, and the other one wasn't. So, okay. so one was a charismatic, and the other one was a Baptist. So okay, yeah. Um, and then, you know, I know. Right now, you're dealing with cancer, but um, besides that, you know, have there been any um, struggles in your life that has um, shaped you or, you know, uh, and so forth, you know, before that came along? And I'm, you know, I'm sure that that's a pretty life, you know, changing thing we'll, we'll talk about, but... So yeah, so uh, yeah, so um, yeah, so I have an eye condition that doesn't allow me to drive. So uh, I can see, but um, I I can only drive with restrictions, and so I was able to do that with with some uh, modifications and restrictions for a short period of, for like four years. Um, but um, the restrictions were such that, you know, couldn't drive in the dark, couldn't drive, you know, without uh, certain optics and things. And so, so for the majority of my life, you know, I, well, even now I don't, I don't drive because of all the restrictions that are surrounding that. And, and when I did drive it, it seemed like there were certain situations that made it unsafe so I, I chose to not continue that but uh, just due to the lack of it being safe and so um, so that has been a challenge that I've always had to deal with in my life is you know how do you do life without you know having a vehicle of course now you know there's things that will help that you know you can door dash and all these types of things now which you used to not be able to do you know 20 years ago so um that has always been a restriction i mean even as much as you know trying to attend church you know i had to um figure out ways to ride share or whatever just so i could get there but um in those types of situations where you know you have to be able to do those things to survive I was able to see how the Lord would would orchestrate details to 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 be able to make it to where I could do those types of things so you know whatever it might be you know if if I was willing to take a step of faith and you know say lord i want to go to this bible study or you know attend church you know somehow he would put things together to where i could you know find someone to ride share with you know so those types of things you know so that's always been a struggle is is you know how do i tackle you know transportation um of course i'm married now and you know my wife and i go you know she drives and so you know we deal with it that way but um, but because of that you know a lot of the responsibility falls on her for all that driving stuff so you know I you know I've you know take care of the family while she goes and does that type of stuff so you know so we have worked it out and juggle that as need be but mm-hmm. but yeah definitely Definitely that was a, a big thing. Okay. And then, um, and then, so tell me about cancer. How did that start? Or like how, um, so, yeah, I guess, um, so it's like it's considered a terminal type of cancer, right? That's what you've mentioned before. Yeah. It's not one that they will well that they have a solution for mm-hmm. so it, it's so this is actually my second bout with 
with a cancer. I mean, the first time I had a blood cancer uh, in 2007, and I did six rounds of chemotherapy, and I was good for 10 years, so uh, no, no more issues with that. But then in 2017, different kind of cancer, and this one I've been dealing with since. Uh, so we've gone through all the standard of care and transitioned into immunotherapy, which is kind of the hot thing in medical right now. And still having some struggles with keeping it under control, even with immunotherapy. So um, gone through several different second opinions in other locations to try to find solutions or treatment paths. And, and they say that you know, this one can you know, change or become resistant to treatment. So they said it, you know, at some point you know, it may have to continue to change because of, because of it changing. So, um, so yeah, so right now we're just, you know, it's a bit of an emotional roller coaster when, you know, things are going well for a while, seemed under control, but then when they're not, then you're uncertainty and trying to find the next you know, treatment plan or path to, you know, get things under control again. So, so it's the type of cancer, is it a pretty rare type? So... Yeah, so um, so it's I have uh, I have a sarcoma, and there's multiple different types of sarcoma, and sarcoma is one of those that doesn't have a lot of money behind it for research. You know, breast cancer is probably has the most money behind it for research, but you know, sarcoma is not one of those and so they tend to look at treatment paths that work for other types of cancer and try to apply that toward you know sarcoma treatments so yeah so you know kind of in this path I've had I've had radiation on my leg radiation on my lungs five surgeries on my leg I've had surgery on my lung. I've had several different pathologies done and went through um, the standard of care of chemotherapies, which was, you know, several, well, the standard of care had to fail. So, so started with one type of chemo, exhausted that, went to a different type of chemo, exhausted that, and then transitioned to the immunotherapy. And then, of course, done uh, limb infusion trial out of state as well and different uh, phase one trial here locally and now I'm just started back on immunotherapy and just trying to navigate all that has been a daunting process on top of managing a family and, and working full time so you know thank God for my my wife she has been a trooper just uh, managing all of that. She she knows my health care better than I do. So yeah, so she's definitely definitely been a blessing from the Lord for sure. So yeah, so you've been dealing with this for a pretty good while. Like this second bout starting in 2017, and then before that, like uh, ten years before that, mm-hmm. blood cancer, and then um, that being in I guess it's just in remission like they don't um, if I, they don't consider it cured but just in remission is that how blood cancer normally is or I, uh, I would guess I I guess I've, they've, they've not continued to follow me on the blood okay. cancer thing now the I was I was followed kind of just once a year from you know 2007 to 17 I would just see that doctor once a year just for a follow up but then once the sarcoma was found in 17, then she just transitioned me over to the other oncologist. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, since I'm doing blood work and everything, I guess nothing has come up there. But 
there is a theory that you know maybe the chemotherapy that I had for the blood cancer I don't know weakened the immune system and could have potentially caused the sarcoma to develop mm-hmm. you know but no one really knows for sure why the why the blood cancer started or why the sarcoma started you know it, I don't really have any environmental reasons for either one to have started or any high-risk behaviors for either one to have started you know mm-hmm. um, you know if you're if you're a smoker or you know if you're messing with asbestos you know, you know those types of environmental things are known to cause cancer but you know, in my situation, don't really know why either one started. And, you know, don't really have a genetic, you know, or history in the family of either one. So, you know, it's just a big question mark as to why. You know, mm-hmm. so. And and then the cancer in your leg and in your lungs, they're related? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so that was one of the things that they did was once it spread to the lungs, as they did... Um, a surgery of what they call a VATS procedure to take a piece of my lung out and do pathology on it and verify it was the same type of cancer. So it seems like, um, you know, just trying to use my imagination, what would be really hard about what you're going through is um, like two things. One is that this could kill you. And then the other is, like, you just have to spend your life battling it, which is just right. burdensome, put on top of your other responsibilities, you know, yeah, as yeah. a husband and father and so forth. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, so definitely weighs heavy on your mind, for sure. Um, you know, my family's young and I want to be around as long as I can for them so you know uh, one of the things my wife and I have talked about is you know I I don't you know want my boys to look back and say well why didn't dad try this or why didn't dad try that you know I I want at the end of the day to love them well, lead them to the Lord with the time He's given me, and in the background of fighting the cancer, to not have any regrets. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I guess yeah, that's kind of what weighs on my mind. And, um, you know, the Lord has been faithful for sure to yeah, uh, show us His grace, show us His favor, um, show us that He is present, that He cares, um, even though I don't understand. Um, you know, I, I would... But he, the Lord has, has drawn us closer to him through this trial through this process uh, just and I can't kind of I don't know put it into words or think of all the details right now but uh, but he has continued to shelter and protect our faith because uh, one of the things I think about is you know where else are you going to go you know who are you going to run to are you going to run run to the Lord or are you going to run from him <laughs> in that situation um when he holds holds the number of your days, um, are you gonna? Because this life is not the end of it, right? So I mean, we have eternity to look forward to, and something like this will either drive you toward him or drive you away from him. <laughs> and uh, thank God for His grace that that He is is there in the process. <laughs> So you mentioned your boys. Do you have open conversations with your boys, you and your wife, with them about 
just what's going on with you and where it might end up and just things like that? Yeah, so we try to, as age-appropriate as we can, um, you know, because they, like I said, they're they're still young. So uh, the youngest doesn't quite, his radar is not up as much as the older ones are, and so um, I don't want to scare them, you know, because I'm scared at times. Um, and so we try to do it as much as, as we think they can understand without making them fearful. Mm-hmm. But we try to We try to be honest with them, uh, maybe not brutally honest, but uh, try to be honest of kind of where we're at, what the risks are, um, and we really try to share where the hope is at too. Um, that's one thing we've had to learn is you know how do you count your blessings in the storm, right? You know you can focus on the the negative. But you can see uh, God's grace and and some of it as well. How do you um, like when you're struggling with um, you know fears, needing comfort? How what do you do that's helpful in order to you know feel the comfort of God? Anything in particular? Well, I've never been one who's struggled with anxiety up until this battle. Yeah. So, um, anxiety was never on my radar. Uh, but after five surgeries in the same spot in your leg, and you watch, you know, continue uh, strength depletion, um, and after you your emotions will lead you astray right so you know I you know so you have this mental battle of and even at times I've had times where I thought you know well this is it this is going to solve the problem you know I I won't have to do another surgery or whatever and uh, and then the next surgery comes so you have this emotional struggle that's going on back and forth of well I'm I'm trusting in the Lord but yet this battle is still being fought and so going into that fifth surgery I was I couldn't sleep I was anxious I didn't want to have that surgery done and the only thing that brought me solace or brought me peace was praise and worship music. Hmm. So, um, that was comforting because it put my hope in the Lord, refreshed my memory of my hope in the Lord, um, took my, took my, uh, thoughts off of this short life and the short trials that we are facing even though they seem like long trials at times you know but what this light momentary affliction is preparing for you a weight of glory right Hmm. so um, that's hard at times to remember that to walk that it's hard at times to put your focus on eternity and on the Lord, <laughs> but um, that's what gets me through is is focusing on the um, you know of course reading the Bible too it, you know that can uh, that can come and go you know I, I try to try to make time for for reading and devotions daily but. You know, 
at times, you know, the busyness of life or, or chasing the next treatment, you know, can kind of squeeze out time of the day of doing that. But, but definitely reading the word and encourages us at different times. I mean, even if I go back and read something I've read before, you know, it, it can be encouraging in a new way. I mean, just the other day, you know, just being refreshed uh, with, I think it was Psalm 118, you know, the steadfast love of the Lord endures. So just being reminded that the Lord has steadfast love. So you mentioned praise and worship music. Is that something you um, you tend to enjoy otherwise? Um, I mean, is that just something you, your personality, you enjoy um, even when, um, you know, you're not like really seeking for God's comfort? Or is it just kind of a, unusually helpful at that time? Yeah, so I enjoy that, you know, as a whole in general okay. anyway. Yeah. Um, but definitely when, definitely when the anxiety was high about, you know, going into something and I couldn't sleep and Mm -hmm. I, I particularly found it refreshing in that, in that moment, in that, in that instance that, that the Holy Spirit was, was present and and moving so most definitely yeah. and how would you enjoy it would you listen to it or would you be singing it or how you know through um, so how did you how do you normally enjoy like to enjoy praise and worship music uh, well I enjoy it in, in service most definitely okay. um, um, but then also um, uh, on my own you know, I, I enjoy getting just time on my own to be able to to listen to praise and worship and and just be by myself with the Lord. You know, um, that's really what encourages me is being able to just be with the Lord and. You know, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, right? So, mm-hmm. um, you know, you kind of shut off the the weight of other responsibilities and just be alone with you and the Lord and let Him speak to you through His Word or through praise and worship music to encourage your heart and your spirit uh, mm-hmm. that there's more to life than what we see yeah um, sometimes I think about like what if this coming up year was my last year like how would I live it yeah. <laughs> and, and I um, and I, I think it's kind of helpful uh, because I think well what would I do and then am I doing at least that to some extent now because it very well could be my last year you know we, we don't know um, do you th- think about that and think about like what would, what do you want like your last year or your last time to to look like um, yeah is that something you think about yeah most definitely so so I don't know how much time I have or I don't have only the Lord knows the number of our days right yeah so um, so I definitely think about you know am I spending quality time with my wife and my children you know am I am I doing the things that the Lord has given me to do with my skills and abilities that he's given me you know the gifts the Lord's given me am I using them am I using them for his glory um, Am I taking the opportunities he presents in front of me to to do what he wants me to do? You know, so uh, most definitely, you know, you have responsibilities of the daily grind of work and family life, but you know, in that, you know, are you seizing the moment to 
you know, play with your play with your children mm-hmm. to lead them to the Lord and you know, love on your wife and serve them the best you can. So, yeah, most definitely. Um, you mentioned gifts and skills. Like, anything in particular comes to mind about like how God has made you, um, and you know that you might use for His service. Yes. So, uh, so I was was blessed to have um, a father who was into uh, various you know um, types of things and uh, showed me how to work on various things like you know cars and houses and that type of stuff and so uh, so I've learned a lot of that type of stuff and and I'm and I enjoy doing stuff with my hands so um, so when I get those types of opportunities to to help you know somebody is is what I enjoy to do so you know I, I'm not you know officially trained in any of those things but you know but I have some knowledge and experience doing you know home repair type of stuff and general woodworking or you know a little bit with cars you know I know a little bit about some of that type of stuff so or bicycles or you know whatever and I'm a mechanical engineer so so I lean lean toward mechanical types of things anyway so um, so yeah if I get opportunities to be a blessing and do some of that type of stuff yeah I definitely like to do that so uh, yeah my uh, yeah so yeah I could probably think of some examples but but yeah I'll just leave it there I guess when I think of my um, like what if it was my last year there's different things I think about some of the same things that you mentioned but when it comes to work I think why well, would work some um, because it kind of gives a little structure to one's day and also it's investing in the future even if it <clears throat> might not be my own futures you know the future of those who remain um, but the, one of the last things I would want to do is just to be all caught up in just you know sometimes work is just like trying to get it done just like busy 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 you know? right. and it's almost like life can uh just go past a person and it's like where was I well I was just too busy trying to get things done you know right um, so that so one thing like I, I think about is I would not want yeah of course to be, spend some time at work but um, I would not want it to be like the main I wouldn't want it to consume my life you know yeah, right so I guess that's like something maybe we all have to be careful of um, because life is short and like we don't want to just be you know God um, you know God doesn't there's a sense in which God doesn't need us you know right. we have the privilege of serving him but it's not like the world depends upon us so we don't you know so we don't have to be um, like uh, just striving and you know our life away kind of you know right Exactly. Yeah, definitely a balance in there, right? So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and you know, it takes the majority of your day, right? And then so you have, you know, only a certain number of hours remaining in the day once work is done, and yeah. and some of that is, you know, daily activities of dinner and you know, showers and bedtime routine and all that, right? And so you know, so with the hours you have that are quote-unquote free time if you will is out of the day becomes pretty small and so you know how do we maximize the use of that time yeah god's glory right right and we can have some say i think over um what depends on our situation like um how much independence we have but we can maybe have some say over how much of our day's spent on work and how much on the other things um, right. but sometimes that's limited by our own circum- by circumstances but um, anyway um, 
So, I get, you know, you've, I was going to ask you about just, um, like your experience of God in all of this. And you mentioned, you know, being able to experience his peace and, and not feeling, um, I guess, abandoned by God. Like, so you, so you experience, you talk more about just what your experience of him is like in this. Um, like, do you feel alone? In this, sometimes, or do you feel his presence, or just how how has it been? Um, well, it's different at different times. Um, so, like I said, it's been whatever a five six year ordeal at this point. So. Um, you know, like I mentioned, one of the things I've learned is your emotions will lead you astray, most definitely. Um, and so, in that point where you, know, you emotionally feel abandoned or you emotionally feel like, you know, this is the last thing I'm going to have to do or, or you know, this is really going to be a slam dunk this is going to solve it and then it don't you know um, leaning on the Lord's word and, and his promises in his word despite what my emotions are definitely is what brings me peace is going back to his word because if you depend on my emotions I'd be a train wreck Mm -hmm. Um, I've also like I said had to learn that it's just the main stuff and then I think just you know leave five or ten minutes open for questions and that's really to count to count your blessings in the storm to see that 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 the Lord is is caring that 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 there is a a blessing in the storm I mean so I can't run anymore but I can still walk so praise God for that you know um when I started this process, the doctor told me, well, the life expectancy is five years. You know, well, I'm past five years, you know, so thank the Lord for that. Um, so I guess I kind of got it distracted there a little bit, but what was... Uh, give me the question again. So. Um just your how how you're experiencing God during this yeah um yeah so um yeah so and and I kind of mentioned too that you know that if 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 you refocus on him you know that that he is there, that he's willing to meet you, um, that that his steadfast love endures. Um, you know, I've struggled with, you know, well, why has he chosen for me to walk this path? You know, why doesn't he heal it immediately? You know, he has the power to. Um, um, but he's not left us. Um, he still continues to show us his favor, his blessing. Um, I wish I didn't have to <laughs> endure the endure the cancer treatments and all of that that's involved to, to see his love. But um, I, I do see his love through his people, through his compassion to open doors to for the next solution. Um, 
I was really encouraged. Uh, Pastor uh, did that Christmas message on on just this, where Joseph was at uh, with the birth, or, or basically the message was, well, you know, Joseph had to have faith to understand that Mary was um, going to be the mother of Jesus and and that he had to he was in a tough spot socially you know mentally um, with continuing to love his wife and and to take her as his wife and just kind of he was he was on the in an unknown place having to love the Lord and lean on the Lord right and so you know that's spoke to me and my wife because that's where we feel like we're at now in this journey is you know we seem to be at the end or near the end of what you know modern medicine is doing and we're having to lean on the Lord to provide the next step and um, we feel like you know he has opened a door for some hope um, to try a different path and as far as treatment and so you know that's where we're at is we just feel like we're out of options we can do in our own strength and just leaning on the Lord to open the next door and um, so yeah so you kind of you kind of have these different battles that you fight and mentally, emotionally. Uh, I told my wife the other day, you know, I woke up feeling like, well, you know, all my sins of, of my life had, you know, been thrown up in my face again through a, a dream. And, you know, so having to fight that back and know that, you know, the blood of Jesus has covered all of that. And, you know, that's not the reason why I have cancer, but you know, you fight that battle mentally of, you know, what did I do to cause this, to deserve this, to, and, you know, you have to continue to go back to the word of the Lord and just know that, you know, he has told us that those that accept him as Lord and Savior are forgiven as far as the east is from the west, right? White as snow, so... Um, like I said, your emotions definitely will deceive you. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> emotions um, can deceive us and be a problem, but and it's also, in a sense, what we're fighting for are the right emotions. For example, like uh, the joy of the Lord is something we need. You know, yes. joy of the Lord is our strength. And uh, but um, you mentioned the word unknown. And that seems like a really appropriate word for just where we all are and where you're sensing it acutely, like we're just cre- you know, creatures in this unknown, you know, we don't none of us know the next day and 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 there's so many things we can't know just because we're creaturely, you know, right. we're creatures. Um and that is you know why you know, it requires trust and faith in yeah. a person and not in um, just knowing if we just knew it all, then we wouldn't, you know, we would be in control and we wouldn't need to trust the, the one who does know, you know. Um, so, um, are there any um, kind of like particular fears or anxieties that go along with this type of thing. Um, I know you've kind of mentioned them all, some things already, but just anything else in, in particular um, that you you know kind of th- that you battle with. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. So as far as the treatment, I mean, you know. My doctor has told me, well, uh, immunotherapy is keeping, you know, your major organs and, uh, 
stable. But, you know, the tumor in your leg continues to grow, you know, so I think you need to talk to a surgeon about getting an amputation. And there's no percentages or certainty about whether that will keep it from coming back. You know, so when a doctor tells you, well, I, I think you need to have your leg taken off, you know, to possibly save your life. And so, you know, how do you manage that? How do you make that decision when it seems like, you know, I don't have pain, I don't have loss of function, why would I, why would I do that? You know, now maybe the tumor continues to grow and at some point it does cause pain and at some point it does stop circulation to your foot or whatever, you know, so that's definitely not a situation that you go into rashly or quickly, right? You know, but there's definitely that fear or anxiety. And then also, you know, the doctor says, well, you know, chances are your cancer will continue to, I don't know, become resistant to the treatment. And, you know, we might have to do something different to try and keep it in check. So, so you have that uncertainty of, you know, how long will this work before it stops working? And then, then you have the, the other fears of, well, you know, will the Lord let me be around long enough to see my boys raised, to let me have some kind of retirement with my wife, to, I don't know, see my grandkids maybe, or see, see what jobs my boys will have, or who they'll marry, or what kind of grandkids, you know, they have, you know, all those hopes and dreams that you have for your family that you may or may not get to see. Right. And then uh, if if I would pass away shortly or, you know, whenever the Lord decides the end of my days are, uh, we're a soul-income family. And so will he have enough resources to allow my wife to continue to homeschool and for their needs to be taken care of and you know for her to be able to still retire and you know the boys to still be able to go to college or trade school or whatever you know so so yeah so you know all those fears are on the table and possible realities and um, you know only the Lord knows the future but you know so we try to position ourselves, you know for the best possible scenario and depend on the Lord to work out the details for his glory right yeah and um What are your desires? Um, I'm sure you desire just for God to heal you and for make you whole. And, and um, besides, um, besides that, aren't any particular desires you have just in this situation where you're at? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, <laughs> it's kind of one thing I was convicted of. You know, uh, you know, when people ask, you know, well, how can we be praying for you? And I found that my uh, my focus and attention was small. You know, it's like, oh well, you know, because you're pounding on the details with the doctors, and so you ask people for the next small detail of, you know, well, I'm, you know, I need the doctor to move in this particular small situation or way, and and. I got to thinking about that once after someone asked me, and I said, well, no, really, I should have a bigger view of the Lord. You know, I I should be asking, you know, that the Lord would just heal me. And, 
you know, however he chooses to do that, whether he speaks and, and does that instantly or whether he chooses to use this doctor or that doctor or this method or that method, you know, just to have a bigger view of the Lord and, you know, that that he can do it however he chooses to do it. But, but I, uh, you know, in the battle, in the heat of the moment, tend to have a smaller, you know, short-term goal in mind. Um, excuse me, but uh, ask me the question again because I kind of well, got sidetracked there. But Yeah, just your desires. Like what if desires, um, right. God doesn't, at, at some point, it's going to be your last year one way or another, right. and for me as well. Like what, any particular desires about how you want that to, to be or just desires in life and right so the, the other yeah so the other thing I was thinking was um, yeah I want I want to honor the Lord in everything I do um, and I fall short there a lot of times but um, and I think that's part of the growing process is, you know, he shows you those opportunities that maybe you fumbled the ball, maybe you totally missed the goal, but um, the Lord is faithful and he's gracious to, it's part of the growing process of sanctification, right, it's, and being able to honor him with our skills. But so, yeah, so definitely that to just, you know, honor the Lord with every moment but uh, but for my family to, to desire to to see them uh, mature and and come to fully accept the Lord and and know him and serve him so I definitely desire to to, to see that through that um, They've all accepted the Lord, and you know they're young, so they're still working out that, and uh, so just just to see that through, to see that see them pursuing the Lord on their own, you know, with their own skills and gifts, and uh, see that come to maturity, if you will, see their faith come to maturity. Right. Um, well, you mentioned how, you know, God has showed his kindness to you through others. What, um, what are helpful things that others have done or what is helpful that, I mean, what is helpful that people do, you know, what are the more helpful things that people do? And is there anything that's not maybe good meaning, but not helpful or just anything along those lines? Um, um, so, yeah, so definitely, um, so this can become, uh, since it's such a, since it's such a in-your-face, uh, you know, day-to-day, you know, thing you have to walk out and live out, you know, it... It feels like a soap opera or like a drama, right? It's like it, it just doesn't stop. It just keeps coming. And, you know, so you're having to manage it and deal with it. And, you know, emotional roller coaster all the time of just trying to fight back the fear or fight back, you know, with, you know, maintaining joy. So um, we've found that, you know, some people want to know because they care. And some people don't want to know because they don't want to get involved, <laughs> you know. So, um, so uh, you have to learn, uh, you know, kind of how much you can share with people and how how much, you know, you don't. But uh, but there's a few people who who generally care, generally want to know, generally uh, laboring with you in prayer uh, for the next detail. Um, 
And so that's been a blessing to to know that there are people who truly care for you and truly care for the Lord and and are laboring in prayer um, through this process that you know is years long. It's not you know it's not a uh, you know a couple of week kind of thing. It's it's something that continues to to drag on. So so seeing you know, people who are praying with with us for us. Um, that has been an encouragement to, to see that. And then just in that process, um, you know, other people have come alongside us. And, you know, a lot of times you don't know what you need, right? You know, you're just trying to pound out life and, you know, put one foot in front of the other. And you don't see your blind sides a lot of times. And, and uh, people who come alongside you and say, you know, hey, what about this or what about that? And, you know, can you know, can we do this or do that? And um, a lot of times that has been a blessing that we didn't even know we needed or know. But you know, we have seen um, the Lord put something on someone's heart to to minister to us in ways we didn't even know we needed so um, you know uh, I had someone come over and help me replace a toilet one time you know and I was like well I can do it and you know this guy was like well you know hey um, I can do that I'm glad to do that so you know help me replace a toilet at one point in one of those surgeries where I probably could have but you know wasn't really in a position to do it at the time because of drain tubes or whatever and <laughs> and I had someone come alongside us and, and do something like that so um, and other things as well I mean just people bringing us meals you know when we've had long days of being at the hospital for treatments and things and you know my wife manages you know she does all the cooking I don't do any of the cooking for the most part you know that's on my wife but um, for someone to bring us meals on long days where we're at the hospital and that's been a blessing to her that she's not had to come home and worry about putting together a meal you know after we've been gone all day so um, you know so uh, for pe- and for people to be praying for my wife you know she it's not affecting her body but it's definitely affecting her <laughs> and affecting her um, mentally, emotionally as well. And so um, for someone to uh, bless her with taking that responsibility off her plate for a day or a few when when needed has, has been a blessing as well. So, yeah, so just, and, and there's multiple other ways, but just that was a few examples of just how... Um, how the Lord has moved on people's hearts to to come alongside us and be His hands and feet to to minister to us. Uh, this and, and that's something I've had to learn across you know my years of uh, walking as a Christian is is realizing that uh, that the gifts of the body are used for His glory and how we have gifts that that we try to use for his glory and other people have different gifts that they use for his glory too and how uh, how that comes from full circle you know yeah um let's see um Well, um, I guess just kind of maybe wrapping up a little bit, and um, I was going to ask just what, if there's any kind of meaningful routines that you have in your life, just anything that you enjoy. You mentioned um, 
you know, just the music and trying to be in the word and stuff like that. I don't know if there's anything else that comes to mind, just routines that are pretty meaningful to you. That, yeah. Sorry. There's never going to be only one chair each one, so it might be five to ten to fifteen minutes. Could be ten to fifteen minutes. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. So I, I enjoy, you know, spending time with the family, uh, doing stuff with them. Um, that's definitely um, been a blessing in my life. Is is this being able to to be with them and seeing them grow and mature and um, I mean they enjoy going on walks and and riding bicycles and um, they enjoy kind of you know putting models together and things like that so I enjoy doing that kind of stuff with them and and uh, you know that's as a father you know you want to be able to um, mold and shape them and and uh, kind of teach them things that you've learned in your life and uh, so uh, try to be mindful of that and um, like one of the things I kind of wanted to be able to, to do is kind of help them to be I don't know, self-starters, if you will, and um, not afraid to, I don't know, work on something or try something new or, you know, so, um, yeah, so I try to do that with my boys. I guess that's, you know, something I enjoy is, is trying to, I don't know, do a model or a project with them to not only spend time with them, but also to show them, hey, you can... You can tackle something that you've not done before and, you know, not have to either feel like you can't do it or feel like you got to hire somebody to do it, you know, but, but that you can learn something in the process and, and not be afraid to, to try something new, you know, so, yeah. So, um, well, it's been really good to talk with you, Brian, and, um, is there just anything else that you want to bring up? Just anything um, at all? Just perhaps that's on your mind that um, a topic for discussion or just anything that you wanted to say before we just close, wrap up? Yeah, so I guess I'd, you know, I'd, I guess I just encourage people to. To definitely seek the Lord and and to yeah, I know not everybody is a Christian. Not everybody believes that that there's only one way to the Lord, but but definitely uh, you know to seek seek after the things of God because uh, His steadfast love does endure. And and this life is a vapor, and we have to make a decision now, and taste and see that the Lord is good. So, so I guess, uh, you know, just in parting, in closing, I would say, you know, seek seek out the Lord, because everything in life falls out of that. Well, thank you, Brian. Thank you. Mm-hmm.